welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight are Jess. What's up, guys? And my mom, Mama Kay. Hey, everyone. And tonight, we will be reviewing an older movie, uh, its 15th anniversary, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, This is a movie by director Michael Gondry. Uh, he has also done several other like short films and music videos, but I think his biggest uh, directorial for like um, feature-length films, other than Eternal Sunshine, you might know as uh, Be Kind, Rewind, uh, The Green Hornet, and uh, Human Nature was his first film, which he also did with the writer on this film, uh, and that is Charlie Kaufman. And I think he's probably the more famous of the two, uh, he is the writer for a couple Spike Jones movies, being John Malkovich and Adaptation. Uh, he also wrote a Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, with uh, directed by George Clooney. Um, and then he's also directed a few movies himself, uh, Synodoche, New York, and Anomalisa, which I love that movie. It's a great movie. Um, have you guys heard of any of these other films or these two, uh, this director-writer team? Not even a little bit. Yeah, I don't That's know them by name, <laughs> but, you know, Be Kind Rewind, that makes sense considering this movie. Really? Um, I'm surprised. Well, think the premise of Be Kind Rewind is that they lose all, you know, all the tapes, so they have to redo everything. That's not unlike this movie. I guess when you put it that everything. way, yeah, I was thinking more like the production quality and like... Um, oh, no. The other one's more like Clerks, but this, you know, this yeah, is Yeah, which is crazy, because that one was made afterwards. Like, you'd think you'd get a bigger budget after Eternal Sunshine, but no. I think I mispronounced his name. It's Michel Gondry. He's a French, so... Um, Michel. Yes. <laughs> so this is... This movie stars uh, Jim Carrey, uh, Kate Winslet, Kirsten Dunst, Mark Ruffalo, Elijah Wood, and Tom Wilkinson are your principal characters. Our center and Jane Adams. I love Jane Adams, but her character is the same as Adams is in there. And is. David Cross is in there, um, but in uh, yeah, no. smaller, smaller parts. David Cross is good. Um, and so, but Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, I guess, are your two leads. And uh, before we go into our spoilers, I'm just gonna give a quick uh, synopsis of the plot. Uh, when the relationship turns sour. A couple undergoes a medical procedure to have each other erased from their memories. That's, you know, the basic plot. I think it's definitely a lot more complicated than that. Um, So I've seen this movie. I think I'm the only one who's seen this before, correct? Yeah, this is my first time I watched it. Yeah, this is the first time you... So I've probably seen this... um, uh, A couple, like, almost a dozen times. Uh, And watching it... This time, yeah. Did you say a dozen or a thousand? <laughs> no, not a thousand. Not a thousand. Close okay, to a dozen. I don't think I've seen any know. movie a thousand times. Maybe Babe, but uh, that no. I, <laughs> yes, I can concur. You did see Babe a thousand. That was times. the only movie I watched for the first couple years of my life. Uh, but <laughs> so explains uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so uh, before we get into uh, spoilers, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix right now. Um, so if you have any interest in seeing it before we spoil everything about it, because there's a lot to spoil on this, it is a very all over the place kind of movie. Um, yeah, do so now. Uh, so the way we grade yep, things now. here is <laughs> the way we grade things here is by uh, plot characters, visual sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, we scale those one to five. 
Um, so I'll start with uh, you, Jess. What did you think of the plot of this movie? Um, so I gave the plot a three. I think it was very confusing, but it did come together at the very end. Um, I think after like the first 30 minutes watching this, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> it <laughs> definitely, yeah. And actually, no, that, that continued throughout the whole movie, but it was definitely more prominent than the first. <laughs> that continued throughout the whole movie. I actually texted Brennan at 30 minutes and I said, what am I even watching? Wait, did I, I do the know. same thing too? Didn't I you text both you at 30 did. Minutes? You both texted me when you were watching it. You were at, <laughs> around the, and we'll say that around the 30 minute mark, they're like, I don't, yes. well, what's happening? Like, what is even, yeah. what is even the movie doing? Right. Um, uh, Mama K, what did you think of it, of the plot? Um, I thought the, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting premise. Um, uh, I would give the plot, oh gosh, hard because I really wanted it to be different. So I'm going to give it like a two, two and a half. Mama K, savage. Listen, I'm coming in hard here. Only because... I, I guess I don't understand the first part of the movie. I mean, the very, very first part is just basically the end being repeated, the end, or the end repeats the beginning, I guess, in the right. middle. But it's there's not a middle that is cohesive. It's like it's almost like there's a couple of different parts in the middle. So the the part where it's all jinky and they're all and you can't really guess what's going on because he's trying to figure out whether he's um, fi- figure out what's going on in his head because he's being sort of his brain's being wiped basically his memories. And so he's trying to stop that from happening, but you don't really, it's, there's, it's so much cutaway and, and is there a flash sideways? I don't know what's going on here. Um, oh. And then it starts to take on a whole different uh, sort of oove where then the stories, then they're actually telling stories within it. And I'm like, okay, this I can follow. The other stuff is just like too jinky for me. He was trying really hard, I thought, to make it, I don't know, arty and interesting when the story i think is interesting enough i don't think he had to do that so yeah i think it was you know i agree with that like it was definitely hard to follow and it would be a lot easier if the film quality was better but the film quality sucked <laughs> i didn't so see that already... i don't understand i mean it's only 2004 it's not like we're watching like you know i don't know i thought i was watching something from like the early 1990s <laughs> really i'm surprised i i didn't feel i didn't i didn't feel it was dated that way i mean I think it holds. I mean, I think it holds up in a lot. So I guess I, I'm gonna be the the champion of this movie. It sounds like uh, I, I I liked I, I I really liked this movie. In case the dozen views didn't tip it away, uh, my plot is probably my weakest grade on this, and it's a four. Um, I really really like not just the plot, but I love the execution. I love the choices of the cutaways and the flashes. And the not being able to follow it very well at the beginning and then it kind of coming together more as you watch it. Uh, I guess we haven't really talked about. So the whole story revolves around a character named Joel Barish and that's uh, Jim Carrey. And he is like like a really shy, soft-spoken, kind of awkward guy. And uh, he meets in the beginning Clementine. Uh, who's Kate Winslet's character, and she's the opposite. She's super extroverted and kind of like free-spirited, doing whatever stuff. And they meet on a train uh, to Montauk at the beginning. Or do they? Or do they? So that's <laughs> right. how it starts. And that's the whole thing is the way it starts, Like they kind, they, it seems like they know each other, but they're clearly just first meeting each other. So that already feels weird. 
Um, and then it starts to kind of, so this is what, I mean, I, I think the first time I watched it, I was probably confused too. It, it starts to tick backwards from there. It, the whole movie's kind right. of, it's kind of like Memento. It's kind of told all backwards and yeah, but Me- Memento actually tells the movie backwards. Yeah. But Memento is not nearly as good as this. This is much better than Memento. Memento is boring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you get the two of them meet, then you, you kind of trip backwards into, um, uh, what's it? Joel, uh, meeting with his friends and they show him a letter that Clementine went and got her mind erased. Cause he ran into Clementine on the street after they had a big fight and she didn't recognize him. And so he goes to this place where they have like an operation to erase selective memories to help you forget loved ones. That's like the business. Um, or probably to help you forget any painful. Yeah, probably to pr- any fa- any painful memory. So what they do is they have you gather up all the stuff that reminds you of them. They take you go to this lab, and this is where we meet Mark Ruffalo uh, and Tom Wilkinson, who are like guys running a lab. Like they like run this business basically and erase the people's memories that they want to choose to erase. And so this whole first after you kind of get. Once you understand that that's what's happening, then you start seeing all these flashes where Joel is sitting in the chair getting his memory erased, but then he's seeing himself erased, and then he it's getting all cut together, and it's really hard to, it's like kind of flashing back and forth between stuff, and then, well, okay, this is what you were talking about, all the flash sideways, this is something you didn't like, I, this is what makes this movie interesting, and like not the standard and boring and, and played out, I liked, I liked the choices here. I felt like if it was mm. um, filmed today, they would have made flashbacks in like a different filter, or they would have made the screen—I don't know—something different or fuzzy or something to indicate it was flashback or flash or present time. Yeah, I guess you could have done that. I like the reality bending of it though. Like, well, you don't know if it's supposed to, like at first you don't think it's a flashback. At first you just think it's real, and then he walks in like on himself, and then you see him just, like in a chair, and you hear like voices that are omnipresent, and you can't really tell where they're coming from. All of this is stuff that's keeping me interested and in trying to follow all the little things. Um, but... I, I was more less interested in following them than trying to make it make sense in my mind. Like, I, I felt like I really had to watch to understand what was going on and the it was almost like the more i watched the more i was like oh, this is too hard i <laughs> you sound like, Nicole. like i can't like... figure out what's going on and i need something easier to watch and and it got easier but and i don't know it just it's i don't know it seemed really self-indulgent to me like this is i'm gonna do all of this stuff and this is very you know exciting and i think if you know charlie kaufman's writing style that's definitely indulgent self-indulgent has been (laughs) he's definitely been accused of that uh his right his other movies uh synecdoche new york is the most self-indulgent thing i've ever seen i cannot even that's so it's insufferable but so he's definitely been accused of that and but um and I guess we, we talked about most of the characters. The only other two characters that are in this are Kristen Dunst's character. She's like a receptionist um, at the at this mind erasing company. And then Elijah Wood, who is like a lower ranking guy at this company, but is also trying to get with Clementine, uh, Joel's uh, girlfriend, um, but doing so by using like In her... a most, yes, subversive way. Yeah, in a yeah, nefarious that... way. 
that brought a whole different dimension yeah. to the movie. I was like, uh, as if you're already confused, now he's in the picture and you don't know where he fits in. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, he's definitely like a weird part. You 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 see him at the beginning standing outside like um, Joel's car when he's dropping Clementine off after their weird like right. first date, but not a first date that starts the movie off. And then you see. You could tell it's him later in the, these flashbacks, but you don't see his face. You see him kind of like they do these weird things with the camera where like every time you turn him around, you can't see his face and like it's blurred and um, it's all like distorted. Uh, so that's like, I mean, now that we've talked about all the characters, uh, Mama K, what did you think of the characters on like a scale from one to five in this movie? You know, I like the characters. I would give the characters a four. The interaction of the characters is a little more problematic for me. And honestly, Jim Carrey's character might have been my absolute least favorite I, I of them thought all. that I might didn't... be <laughs> well and the interaction between him and clementine uh, between joel and clementine honestly i just didn't believe it it was too you know her sort of she's she's not an ugly duckling they did their best to try to make her look odd and and sort of maybe a little i mean she's like um, damaged tweet. she's not like unattractive she's just like She's clearly yeah. got mad problems. She's a whole problems. mess of. <laughs> there's a lot of words. Yeah, she's she a bag of cats. Her. Yeah, yeah that's like those but... words. That would work. Bag of cats. Never heard that, but that's <laughs> what I would describe cats. her as. She's a bag of cats. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, I don't know. I just he's don't... like a like a bag of laundry, and she's a bag of cats. <laughs> yeah, but he's like a bag of really old laundry. <laughs> oh yeah. That just it's you know I like I have no interest in his character getting what he wants or getting, you know, if he got brainwashed, I was kind of thinking maybe he's going to end up like super brain damaged at the end, but then he turns into a really decent dude, but that didn't happen. I like, so. I like their line that he he says to the, the doctor, is this going to cause any brain damage? And he's like, well, technically this is brain damage. I really like that. Just I forgot that line. Comment, like, yeah, well, yeah, actually, yes. He's like, it's no more than like a night of really heavy drinking. Like, <laughs> like he's like, it's brain damage, but it's it's not that bad. Um, well, Jess, what did you think of the characters? So I gave the characters a three. Um, I think they kind of evened out between one through five because I really liked Kate Winslet, but I did not like Jim Carrey. I don't think Jim yes. Carrey in general is a versatile actor. I think he's just good in <laughs> comedy, and that's it. So I think they could have had another actor that would have portrayed his character a lot better than the way that Jim Carrey did. Can you guys take a guess at who was originally supposed to play Jim Carrey's character? Colin Farrell. No, it's someone have, more I like no Jim idea. Carrey than Colin Farrell. <laughs> Will Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> not, not bad. That would be I think that would be stranger than fiction if that was the case, but uh, no, this is it was originally supposed to be Nicolas Cage. Uh, no way. Yes, it was. Okay, <laughs> listen, I could probably buy into that a little I bit. I think more. I would like this even more if that's even possible, if it was Nicolas Cage. I always thought yeah. that they were I always consider Nicolas Cage Jim Carrey but way better, like because of their their <laughs> zany over the I guess what do you guys think of Jim Carrey as an actor outside of this movie? Cuz this is a very different role. This is like Yeah, his see, I just club. see when I see Jim Carrey, I think of like, oh, the Grinch or I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> oh, the Grinch. And I'm just like <laughs> So what what's oh, he doing? The being like this mopey depressed guy <laughs> i think of him as from in living color because that's like my time frame and he's fire marshal bill or whatever the dude with the scorched face and i mean he's he's a comedian he has comedic timing and and comedy jokes but it also he's 
he's not a comedian. Like when you said Will Ferrell, I was like, yes, because Will Ferrell can do a lot. Um, he can do a good amount. He's good at what laugh. he does. But yeah, but Jim, this character was just. I mean, I don't think it was he a good was fit. cardboard flat. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was like Easy Mac, and I was like, Bleh. who likes Easy that? Mac. Wow, that's tough. So, uh, well, I realized that maybe the millennials actually do like Easy Mac, but for me, it's not a thing. So, <laughs> yeah, we love yeah. our Easy Mac. Um, I know. I, <laughs> I do I like I... Kate Winslet a lot. I think she played it pretty well, but I do too. Yeah. So she's yeah, and I really liked her hair. I'm gonna be honest with you. Every Which hairstyle hair? she had was all the hairs. I like the I orange. Liked all the, hairs. the orange is probably my favorite. Yeah, I, I was a fan of the the blue. The blue was pretty rocking. It was like solid. The blue made her look real um, crazy. I thought like it looked like it was like dirty crazy. Yeah, she would have to be crazy to try to hook up with this guy. I mean, I think she'd hook up with anyone who gave her the time of day. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is, I I bought that she was like a damaged crazy person, and he was like a total weirdo. Like I thought that they, I thought that they. So I give the characters a four. No, I really like. He's not a weirdo though. What do you say? He's not a weirdo. He's just a cardboard. He's, he's no, he's like a shy introvert. Charlie Kaufman, the writer, actually no. based this character off him, and he is the ar- archetypal. Charlie Kaufman protagonist. He is like this is how he writes many of his characters. If you've seen Adaptation or or um, uh, Anomalisa, like his protagonists are this quiet kind of not saying anything. Occasionally says something kind of funny, but for the most part, just kind of awkward and a little sad. Like that's just kind of what they are, and I like it. Is, I personally also self indulgent to have characters that are like that because basically it means that. You know, you're turning somebody who's just like sort of a closet person into this is a really interesting character. When in truth, you would be like, no. <laughs> I suppose you guys see. I it, did like. I like that, that he was an artist. I like that he was an artist. I mean, I think that's. But even but artists still have a passion. I just didn't see any. He's like, misunderstood. All right, like by who? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he doesn't. But he could be misunderstood thing. better. <laughs> <laughs> I would understand his misunderstoodness better. Do you guys like any of the other characters? Because I give it a four based on the strength, because I really love Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. I don't like Jim Carrey in most movies, other than Truman Show. This is pretty much the only thing I like him in. Um, But the other characters, what do you guys feel about, like, Mark Ruffalo and Elijah Wood, or Kristen Dunst and Tom Wilkinson? I really have, like, no comment about them. I didn't think they really stood out to me (laughs) in particular. I don't think any of them were super significant uh, or held any sort of, like, really big, I don't know, anything. Yeah, I mean, they're not really fleshed out enough to really think about it. Um, the Tom Wilkinson character, I feel like he's the grown-up version of Joel. Really? Um, yeah, I didn't get that. A little bit. As I was watching him, I was like, oh, he's very, um, like, disinterested in anything that's not all about what he's doing and i just he you know i mean and i like tom wilkinson as an actor i I would watch anything that he's in i think um even after this and yeah i mean i'm gonna cut him this is 15 years ago i gotta gotta cut him some slack about that (laughs) um but the the other character the um elijah wood character so all i see him is that wilfred character that you see the (laughs) commercials for where he's like a dog or something where he talks to his dog yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't know what happens in that, but whenever I see him now, I see him either like in his Hobbit situation or as 
a dog. <laughs> the dog. And that's exactly what he reminded me of in this movie. It was like, he sounded, he, he was just like one of those characters like, Oh, there's Elijah Wood doing his stuff again. Like Elijah Wood would. Um, How much wood could Elijah Wood would? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, stop. That's not okay. Um, but I did like the part that I liked about the movie. I don't, I don't want to say that I disliked the whole thing, but yeah, it was, it was, I don't need to see that again. Um, but I, the part I liked about it is when they actually humanized it a little bit, when, you know, you find out that um, Kirsten Dunst's character and Tom Wilkinson's character have a past and it's been erased. And she finds that so more, once she finds out that she's had a past that's been erased, um, she's mortified by it. That's and your favorite part? Distressed. Yeah, no, I like that's that That's my part favorite too. part because it, Really? Yeah, it sets up the whole it sets up the whole ending because she winds up sending all the tape. She was she was the uh like the assistant, the office assistant for um for the business and she winds up gathering all the information and sending everybody the tapes of cuz everyone made tapes of what they were trying to get rid of in their life. They made um little cassette tapes and she winds up sending those to the people who have had their memories erased and I'm like I bold. That's Yes, girl do that power. Because it's good writing. <laughs> yeah. It's a good. It's a good way to have the ending we do with Joel and Clementine is to have this. So I guess there's really there's plot A and plot B of this movie. Once we get to the mind erasing plot A, which we've talked a good amount, is Joel and Clementine in Joel's memories uh, in reverse. So it starts off with them not being in a good relationship. Clementine's drinking a ton and being really irresponsible, and Joel's being passive aggressive and, and douchey. And it kind of and is he? I feel like he's not actually doing anything. He, but okay, yeah. That dinner, that dinner scene of them where they're like just being that normal bad couple that was pretty painful. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it, it it hurts. Like it hurts me to watch them. Yeah. Um. But like that's the thing is we see them we see the relationship in the verse so we see them get happier instead of like as it falls apart we see them go back and further and further to when they first met when they were happier. And then that's like plot A, and that's like a good hour of the movie. But intertwined in that is plot B, where Mark Ruffalo is the guy erasing the mind. Um, he's like getting drunk and high with Elijah Wood and Kirsten Dunst, and they're all just like hanging out and partying. Um, Elijah Wood is trying to comfort in real life Kate Winslet's character, uh, Clementine, um, while Joel's getting his mind erased, but it's freaking her out because she's having flashbacks to Joel that she doesn't realize because Elijah Wood's doing the same thing that he did to try to like woo her. Um, and then we find out Kristen, Kirsten Dunn's character had, yeah, like my mama Kay said, a relationship with Tom Wilkinson that was erased. Um, and once, you know, she finds that out, I guess she has kind of like a, a, a crisis of her, of her faith in the business. And if what they're doing is morally correct. Um, and that's, that's how we and even personally correct for her. I mean, I think that's where it starts, and then she realizes that. Yeah, no, that, that yeah, was a big component to it. That was a big hit to her. Yeah, which so, I, can, I mean, I mean, I like that part too because it kind of unravels like the whole theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. So this whole middle hour, I would say, is all. This is where a lot of the style of the movie is. So uh, for visual and sound, Jess, what did you think of the visual and sound of this movie? Oh, I hated the visual and sound. I gave it. Oh a two. my god! Yeah, you already <laughs> said visual... it was like a movie from the nineties. <laughs> okay, yeah. So. so it looked like it was a low quality production, and the sound. It's a Twenty was million like... dollar budget, but all right. <laughs> the sound was like you had a soundboard <laughs> to a cartoon. Like all the music was something I could Google and find. There was nothing like. <laughs> Okay, maybe when like a realization happened, there could be like a nice symphony in the background. But no, it's like cat chasing dog kind of music. It was 
Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It so was, it's yeah, like no, a number I rating. What are you giving this? I gave it a two, and I feel like that's being generous. Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh, my God. Mama Kay, are you, you, are you I, on the same page? <laughs> well, see, I, I, I see where Jess is coming from, because if you just asked me about the sound period, I would have to give it a two minus. A two um, minus. <laughs> I don't like to go into... I, well, I don't like to say one, because it sounds really... You could say a 1.5. No, this How is, is my lowest score I've ever given anything, and I I kind of feel bad, but... That's you <laughs> well, you guys can... T- if you didn't like it, you can tank it. I mean, I tanked Greta, but... Uh. <laughs> but I... Well... But I agree. I agree about the sound and your and and I think it. Another thing, I think it's, it was purposeful. I don't think it. I don't think they went shit. We don't have any sound. Let's go Google some stuff. <laughs> I think it was purposeful to make it like that, and that was just a choice that I don't get. There's a couple of movies that I've seen that are lower budget movies who I feel like have pretty much the same soundtrack, and I was like, well, I, don't, I don't get that visually. Um, I'm okay with most of it. Some of it I really loved. I loved when they were on Montauk and the beach scenes, uh, with the snow and there was a, toward the end, there was a scene with a big long, um, fence, like a retaining fence that they have on East coast beaches and, um, with snow. And I thought that was really great. And the house and all of that stuff, some of it was a little pedestrian with how things fade away. I actually had, um, infinity war flashbacks during that. Oh my God. So I was like, no, don't, don't go to dust. Oh my God. No. <laughs> um, I compare this to infinity war. It's not even in the same caliber of movies. I, visually the same things happened go back and watch the beginning not the very beginning because they don't actually show credits until like 12 minutes in but once they start rolling the first credits everything vanishes in dust form i'm just saying <laughs> so so yeah you, so um yeah, number <laughs> two minus was it two minus two minus okay yeah. so you guys are both real hard on this uh this is the first five I've ever given on any movie what for any the rating. Hell? I love everything. <laughs> I love every visual and music cue in this movie. I love the music. I love how weird and like 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 I love I love those choices. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I think it works so well. It makes everything feel awkward. And like kind of cringy, but in a way that I really, it makes me feel like them because I feel like they're awkward and cringy, at least in that first half hour. And then the music changes for me to, for the better as it goes throughout, it becomes a little more sweeping and a little more uh, traditional orchestral. Um, but the visual is really, oh, I love all the weird cuts and I love he sees himself and doesn't see himself. I love the scene when he's getting his mind erased earlier on and he's in the doctor's office and everything's dark and he's like looking around and it's like a horror movie all of a sudden and he sees like Elijah Wood's face and it's all the eyes are all upside down and twisted around and the doctor's <laughs> voice is distorted and blurry I oh I love it I love the way everything looks and yeah the beach is beautiful looking the beach house crumbling at the end is beautiful looking I love how this movie looks and sounds I wish I had that appreciation <laughs> you make it seem like That's, such a good movie <laughs> uh, for me it is a really good movie you guys clearly i mean i'm surprised at how much i mean i'm not super surprised because i guess on first watch it's very confusing to follow so unless you you want to go with it it won't yeah it, like be... so after i watched it i thought to myself i should watch it again but i didn't 
But I feel like if I watch it again, you I would have put more pieces together. You'll like, you would like it more. I mean, if you if you disliked it this much on the first, I guess Jess, not you as much, but uh, my mom. If you guys disliked it this much on your first watch, you'll like it more on your second, I think. But I, I mean, think so too. I think you know, right. that happens sometimes. I remember watching Napoleon Dynamite the first time, and I was like. I well, what it no? I think everyone uh, had that reaction too. And then it. when I watched it the second time, I loved it just as much as I didn't like it the first time. So it was like, but I don't see that happening in this film. <laughs> I could see more pieces getting put together, but I don't see myself liking it more. I think that yeah. first half hour, understanding it more. Right. That first half, yeah, having, I mean, right. like I said, I've seen it a ton of times, and I might have liked it the most this time. I think I like it more each time I see it, but that first half hour, mm-hmm. everything makes so much more sense, and all the little things they're saying to each other, like, really ties together later on. It all it all makes more sense, so I guess we've pretty much talked about the whole thing. The end is, uh, we talked about it a little, the end of when Clementine's getting erased in Joel's mind is... Uh, their first time they met each other, they break into someone's house, but not really break in because it's, you know, no one's home. It's a beach house. And she asks him to stay and he leaves because he's awkward and weird and shy. And um, <laughs> also they just broke into someone's house. They did. I don't feel like he's a, I don't feel like he's a criminal where she could easily be a criminal. Well, I think that's, yeah, that's it. I think she'll do whatever. She's, she'll, she, she's spontaneous yeah. and he is extremely <laughs> Spontaneous not. is like, yeah, an understatement for her. yeah so criminally spontaneous (laughs) and um so we see the end of her getting erased there and before she goes she whispers i don't know if you guys caught this meet me and montauk and then we cut back to the Mm -hmm. beginning where they both inexplicably take a train to montauk not near their jobs or anything they just are the only two people going to montauk which is that beach on this day and um then the, the you know it you know it shows them like quick cuts of their of their first of their second first date uh, at the beginning of the movie. And then they, she's dropping Clementine off and they get the tape from Christian Dunst cause she's quit and she sent all the records out and they hear each other basically tearing apart the other person. They play each other's tapes and they play each other like, just like tearing apart the other person after a really long relationship, even though they just had a really nice first date and like, it's you know, obviously it's weirding them out and she's walking out of Joel's apartment, and Joel's like, "I like, I want to try again." And she's like, "You know how it ends." And he's he's like, "I don't, I don't care." And then it shows them walking in like the snow, and uh, I'm wiping tears, a little bit of tears away because it's very emotional oh, for me. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'll go first on the overall feel and resonance. It's a four or five. It is a, uh, you know, I was it's not the most emotional movie I've ever seen, but uh, you know, it's in the top, it's in the upper tiers. Uh, I really. I really feel... Oh, I see what you did there. Upper tears. Ah, I didn't mean to. I mean, I did. Uh, I'm clever. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I really, <laughs> I really feel like it all summed up really well in that last 10 minutes was, for me, the emotional journey I was hoping I would take going backwards from the beginning. So, allow you guys... Ter- make me cry again uh. by telling me how awful the feel and resonance is. Wait, so actually, my resonance, I gave it a 4 5 too. Oh, look at that. Jess, coming so through. The, the only thing I liked about it is that there were a lot of lessons to it. Um, you learn that your past kind of makes who you are. And if you were to delete it, you're not the same person that you were. Um, your experiences with other people yeah. kind of build on that. Um, like at, at the end, like they meet each other for the first time. But since they've never met each other, they are learning. Um, it's 
like literally the honeymoon stage and it's just how relationships work like you're in a first bad relationship and you're like why did I do that but then you take what you learn from it and find like somebody else so I did learn a lot and it did have a heavy resonance I will say that like Kirsten Dunst like that's a really good way yeah like Kirsten Dunst she um dated the doctor and she just thought that was totally weird but even when her mind was released released uh i'm sorry erased she was still attracted to him afterwards so that was kind of cool too because that's a part another part i really like it's like that person just because you get rid of them doesn't mean you'll you won't fall for them again because there was something there to begin with and maybe you can do it right this time kind of thing yeah no so i learned a lot i liked all the lessons from it but that was about all that i liked from it (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it's um Well, Jess might have just increased my score a little bit because I was thinking about that same sort of thing about how maybe the way that she and I were approaching it is more a way that more women approach how they view relationships and, and I don't know, how we're kind of conditioned to view relationships. But, um, okay, well, I mean... I am not. This does not mean I'm watching it again. I'm telling you right now. But <laughs> no one's making um, you watch it again. What's I, your honest uh, opinion? <laughs> yeah, maybe this time watch it with Two, the Bloody Marys, and it'll be more enjoyable. <laughs> well, I'm thinking that if I watched it with you know with this crew talking right now, that it would be beneficial for me because when I'm sitting and watching, and I'll um, yeah, I really just couldn't. I had such a hard time getting past Jim Carrey's flat cardboard person that. Yeah, I, I just had a, such a hard time with that that it was really difficult for me to believe that whole relationship. And you have to buy into it because if you don't buy into it, it, it doesn't I mean anything. I could immediately you know? from the first 20 so. minutes, I was like, oh, she's going to have a problem with the t- with Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey being an item. I'm like, and I, I could argue. It's I not even argue- that, though. I mean, that's part of it, but it's only because his character is so flat. I did, okay, I have to tell you, about 40 minutes in, I IMDb'd it to see what their age difference was. It's a that little. always bothers me in a movie. It's a bit. If it's too much. I mean, it's like 12, 13 years, something like that, which is not, okay, It's which is not, you know, egregious, but this happens so much in movies where it's like... I don't think they look you know, that... The, I don't think the gap looks that big to me. I, I could tell he's older, but I would have guessed seven or eight years if I were watching, not, you know, over a decade. Yeah, the age difference didn't even occur to me when I was watching it. Yeah, uh, that's just always something I, th- I that's always in my head. I I guess and, um, yeah, wow. Okay, well, there's that. Um, what else? Oh, I have a couple of. You didn't notes. give your score on the overall feel and resonance. Oh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I was gonna like try to go for a three, but I can't break. I can't make it there, so I'm gonna do a two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I I, I, I kind of want to just because I don't want to be a bitch, but that's just no. You how gotta I feel. you gotta give your honest opinion. Um, yeah. So you had some a couple other things you wanted to mention before we. Uh... Well, yeah. I mean, we didn't talk about the fact that the, these things are all like linked around Valentine's Day, which I don't know what it means, and maybe, and I don't think I'm gonna have to see it a hundred times to figure out what it means. But I think that Valentine's Day means something to either the writer or the director or both of them that they've got some issues with Valentine's Day and maybe how love is looks like to how it's supposed to look like in a Hallmark moment compared to what it really looks like. But I think if that's what they think it really looks like, I just don't want to watch that again um, i think you i think you hit it pretty right there though i think this is like they, these are two you know 
shy, awkward, weird guys who got famous because they're talented. And so they made a movie where that's the protagonist, and this is how this is how they feel relationships are. It's not some big lovey-dovey commercial thing. It's uh, it's it's awkward and frustrating at times, and and you know, and the... but if it's awkward and you're going to have Jim Carrey have <laughs> have Jane Adams as the Kate Winslet character, do you know what I'm saying? Don't stick in. I mean, Jane. Uh, don't stick in Kate Winslet, who is you know stunningly beautiful you stick in a jane adams i mean just they, they like I, like we said earlier they i mean she's yeah she's beautiful but she they make her they make her crazy like just because yeah but she's not cra- i don't i don't she didn't come across as, across as crazy at all to me we're not gonna she have didn't. him date the crazy cat lady who's like fucking on the corner <laughs> like screaming at cars like they're gonna get why that's uh, exactly who this dude would have ended up absolutely with. I okay know see them. now you're Actually, being too harsh on him because these are the the guys who made this are two awkward weird dudes who have also you know yeah. dated beautiful women who probably also have similar emotional issues. I don't think it's like such a. I don't think the chasm. Wow. Betw- I don't think the chasm. Wow. Are, are you writing fan fiction for them or something? Because I, I know I these. Know. I don't know Gondry as much. I know I know Charlie Kaufman's background a lot, and like I've listened to a lot of interviews with him, and he's very of all his characters he's written, he's very similar to this guy, and. He has a charm that comes across to people. I guess you didn't get the charm. No, that's not charming. That doesn't help this case for me at You're all. You're just not the kind of person who would fall in love with Jim Carrey in this movie. That's the thing. There, I'm sure there are girls who would. God, no. You think she's damaged? <laughs> I just don't think I'm the cat. I don't think the chasm between their their good and bad is as wide as you're making it. I think, like, going back to the Valentine's Day thing, I think the reason is because Valentine's Day is a day of love. And for two very different reasons both characters crave love or they really want it she kate winslet just character just needs someone to pay attention to her like she craves that attention whereas jim carrey like is depressed and lonely so he just needs companionship it's kind of like the two need each other but again they're so opposite where in the end it won't work out but in the beginning they're both like oh this is cool this is great this is fun and then when like it reveals who they really are then they hate each other I did appreciate the line at the beginning that Jim Carrey said about, you know, all it takes is for a girl to look at me and I'm in love or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah why, do, uh, why do I fall in love with every girl I see? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, every girl that pays that pays me attention. Oh, that's what it is. That's yeah, what pays it is. Yeah, the... yeah. It's basically if if he was at you know a coffee shop and the waitress smiled at him, he'd be like head over heels in love with her. So. I th- and I think that's the character i think that's who he that that is accurate to who he would be and i think you hate that person yeah <laughs> in real life no i don't I, I i don't hate that person i kind of relate to that person but that person you also have to be interesting you you just can't be that like that that's one thing you can't be like oh and now that person doesn't love me and oh yeah maybe draw. if it showed more of his history as of why he ended up that way or like yeah. his relationship with my naomi maybe you would have Remember the At flashbacks? Least. His uh, he he had to kill the bird, and the kids were making fun of him with a hammer. That's like, okay. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was out That's of like nowhere. a Christmas I'm story sorry. where the kid like stuck his tongue out on some ice. Like that was just uh, like. I hate that <laughs> <laughs> Although I had to block, I had to block that part because you know how I feel about that, Brennan. I'm not, you yeah, know the whole Sarah McLaughlin animal thing comes on and I die. Yeah, so, you know, Daddy was cooking in the kitchen, that is going on, and all of a sudden I'm just shouting at the TV, no, 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 <laughs> and he came in, what's going on? And I'm like, it's just, no, can't watch this part, so. I feel like we didn't talk about um, one of the most important things where 
um, Kirsten Dunst has that mini monologue where she talks about um, Alexander Pope, and then she quotes something yes. where it's the name of the movie. I think if I were to go back and read, oh yeah, I forgot, almost forgot that, about that um, entire uh, passage, that he, it wouldn't make more sense because I really don't know what he said. But the, you there's go a back whole and read it. there's a whole site dedicated to Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind quotes that people find this very quotable. A lot of the different little little well, things they say. Hopefully they'll find this podcast then, because it sounds like there's a lot of people. I mean, we're covering, you got A-Pope people who, you know, people who love the A-Pope and all of that. So <laughs> the big, uh, a big problem in the movie for me was that she puts gin in her coffee. I mean, that's a mad <laughs> Okay, that's a right problem there. for me too. I'll, 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 tell, I'll agree with you on a strike there. I, I don't want windshield yeah. cleaner in my, in my <laughs> coffee. Wait a minute. It's not the gin that's the problem, and it's not Excuse the coffee me? that's the problem. Oh, it's the two of them together. It's the combination of the two no, of gin them. Is, yeah. gin is the weakest spirit. It's, it's No one puts gin in coffee. Who does that? That's crazy. Mm. You're right. She's I told crazy. you. She's crazy. I've, I've, turned, I've changed my mind. Yeah, you can yeah. see why she <laughs> she deserves Jim Carrey now. <laughs> uh, all right. So. And also, um, wait, when, when, I want to ask Jess, but that wasn't... Okay, so we go back. There's a part that we didn't talk about where he's little... Um, <laughs> what's his name? What is the what is the character Joel. name? He's little Jolie, and he's four, and he sort of lives under this kitchen table, which is very um, weird. <laughs> See, that was it. he's Jolie. That, yeah, that was a Jim Carrey moment where he acted like he was four. And I'm like, okay, this is Jim Carrey. Right. I feel like they put this in just for him, but I have to say that. Um, her dress was everything in that scene, and I was just like, this is the best thing ever, and then they were in the uh, wash basin together, and I lost it all. So. <laughs> anyway, that was my favorite part, was the dress in the scene where he's little Jolie. That's your favorite part of this movie, is Kate Winslet's dress for like it's, 30 seconds. It's the top five. It's not 30 seconds, man. That lasts that last longer than I minutes, think it ends up lasting. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's a, it's a nice dress. So uh, I guess overall, then Jess, would you recommend Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Mm, not really. I'm <laughs> 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 just gonna leave it at that. Like, yeah, n- this is not a movie I would go through Netflix and be like, oh, let me watch this. I only watch it because we yeah. agreed on it, <laughs> and I wouldn't brag right. about it to my friends either. Um, I'm glad I did. Like I said, I learned some stuff, and that's about all I got out of it. <laughs> Alright, and I figure, yeah. Mama K, do you recommend Eternal Sunshine? Yeah, no, I mean, you'd have to be really high to <laughs> want to sit and watch this movie. So, and so then you could just, I'm sure it would, <laughs> because it's way too far out of my wheelhouse. I mean, I like art films. And, and of course, you know, you get the thing that says, if you watch this, you might like, and then Amelie comes up. Amelie is one of my favorite movies. So, and kind of amelie it's Amelie-ish if you're a dude. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think this was just not appealing for women at all. That's so um, interesting. Maybe guys can totally relate to the Jim Carrey character and how maligned that type of person is. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah. I don't no. exactly feel like him, but I kind of, I can, I can understand. I understand her too, though. I, I understand who these people are and why they're together and what their problems are. It feels real to me. Well... My Netflix you're, recommendation you're, you're was nice. like 62% <laughs> of like a match of if I'd watch it. I think mine was like 95. <laughs> <laughs> mine was 62. <laughs> oh, was does that come up? Because certain mine, movies I think it does, said 62 yeah. also. Oh, well, Netflix is... If wrong. it's a new Netflix movie, yeah. it's always like a 98% match, but no. 
All right, so I guess I'll if be... If it's something, by them. I'll be the lone recommend <laughs> on this film. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, yeah. I've seen well over a thousand movies, and this is probably a top 100. I really, really like this movie a lot. Um, if you like, I think a good a cop is like Punch Drunk Love. It's a really good comparison. Um, like a... Like a more psychedelic stranger than fiction is a good comparison where it's a comedic actor doing dramatic. And I think it works really, really well. And to the point where it's, it's probably my second favorite Jim Carrey movie. Um, Next and... to the Grinch, behind what the Truman Show? Yes, behind the, the Truman Show. I love that you. I love that you said the Grinch. I love that. That's that's so right. Jess's movie for Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Mine's Truman Show. Okay, what was yours? It was he was like a cop. Well, you... it's uh. It's in Living Color, the TV oh. show by the Wayans Brothers, back in the what late eighties, early. 90s. I think that's such a good. If all right, so if you <laughs> if you think of your favorite Jimmy Kirk Carrey role, which one is it closest to? That'll tell you whether or not you like this movie. <laughs> if it's if it's Fire Marshal Bill, run. Yeah, if it's Grinch, eh, and if it's and if it's a uh, Truman Show, you will love this movie. So there you go. That's those are your three. I think it's a good balanced perspective there. Hey, um, at least you're not uh, reviewing this with Nicole. Nicole would just slander. Oh, you Nicole would be harder on this than my mom. I had to. I, she would. She would First 20 minutes, oh, this is so stupid. I can't even, like, watch this. I don't know what's going on. I don't like thinking in movies. (laughs) I would have to just, like, pause and explain every five minutes. And she's like, I don't want to watch this. Uh, (laughs) Which it sounds like uh, you guys more more or less agree with. Um, But before we go to the end, I just want to read some of the uh, media outlets that have considered this one of the best movies of all time. Uh, 21st Century in the decade, uh, Writers Guild of America puts it in the top 101 greatest screenplays. Empire has its 73rd movie of all time. New York Times has it top 50 movies of the decade. Uh, AV Club, Metacritic, BBC. These are all putting it in the top tier of movies of not just the 2000s, but of all time. So, I mean, yeah, sure, maybe all these critics and me are pretentious, but it's clearly, uh, it's got a status. It's uh, (laughs) a... It's, it's, uh, it's, it should be. I never once said it was pretentious. I I did say it was Roll the tape. I am, maybe you self-indulgent instead of pretentious. Self-indulgent, yeah. All right, well. That's different than, well. You know what? It edges toward pretentious. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You could, uh, do you guys have any, anything else to add on, uh, Eternal Sunshine? I'm ready to review the next movie. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So let's, we'll talk. We're, we're, we're being, we're being nice is not an insult because that's kind of where we started in this movie. It's nice is an insult, and I'm like, Mah. well, that's she finds it off. Okay, whatever, fine. We we we've, we've expressed our opinions <laughs> on Eternal Sunshine. Uh, coming up later this week, uh, Jess and Nicole will be on with me to review uh, Jordan Peele's second movie, Us. Uh, uh, so look wait. out for oh that. My God. That's gonna be wait. good. Mama K would love That's to be on, be but she's afraid of horror movies, so she has to watch them backwards and completely spoil and ruin them like she did with Get Out. Uh, she can't just go... Hey... <laughs> That's the only way I can watch. I can watch it from front to back now. So well, now you can. But that's the only way. That- for those of you who did, who have seen Get Out, can you imagine <laughs> just for a second, never seeing it? It's got all this buzz, and you go in and you watch the last like twenty minutes first, just to make sure. Can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> going back and enjoying sure. the like? Can, what, do you enjoy that movie if you watch the last third first? It just it baffles me that that's like. An option. That is the only way that I can enjoy that movie. So, and I wanted to. I like Jordan Peele so much. Um, 
we should probably review like key and peel at some point because that's so fun um but i couldn't do it i don't i don't do well with horror movies uh oh we are the exact opposite i love that yeah, Jess will be on for every horror <sighs> review. My mom will be on for never well, that's good, any good, horror review. Then, <laughs> yeah, no, you, no, exactly. You've got it's a good balance. Then I mean, things that are maybe not. I did go see what's the one, the silent movie or Quiet Place, uh, and you said you were looking through your fingers place. the whole movie. <laughs> oh, I basically yeah, it's not like you can even like close your ears because you wouldn't even hear anything anyway. <laughs> Right. Imagine you're watching like it, or I mean, something that has like pop outs. No, you're afraid of clowns too. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not afraid of clowns. I just don't like them, and I, yeah, it's that clown I'm afraid of. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> okay. right. yeah. So uh, okay, yeah. Thank you guys for being on. Uh, like I said, us will be out later this week. Uh, we're we've moved to the point where I think we're going to be doing two movie releases a week, uh, one on Mondays and one on either Wednesday or Thursday. So uh, two a week, I think is what we've decided on moving out. And we'll try to get at least three of us to be hosting each episode. Um, so we've kind of settled on that as the format for now. Uh, so be on the lookout for our next couple episodes. Um, and uh, Jess, thank you for being on. Thank you. And thank you, Mama Kay. Alrighty. And uh, until next time, everyone, this is Brennan signing off. Thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.